This is pizza is based off a uh, pizza place in what's called Mystic, Connecticut. And it's a pizza place called A Slice of Heaven. Now, Julia Roberts stars in this particular film called Mystic Pizza. It's pizza in Mystic, Connecticut. And that's what this film is based on. And we're going to take it minute by minute to figure out why we're talking about pizza in Mystic, Connecticut. Well, maybe while you're there to sign up for, you know, their corporations are people, <laughs> you know, people are corporations. But uh, we were trying to do on the last minute the uh, like six degrees of uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. And Marshall, you said that you might have come up with something. I got it. In to, John to John Laguerre. Now, did you use some sort of like uh, app or something for this purpose? So Is I there, did like... research to look it up. Uh huh. I just went on IMDb, basically. Okay, so... I figured that would be the easiest. Walk us through, because did he so, have a film role to his name or he something? He is the producer of a couple movies. Okay, so one you might them, expect that the producer... Yeah, okay, yeah, that counts. One of them being Track Town, uh, where that was... Uh, that had Rachel Dratch, the actress, in it. Okay, mm-hmm. there you go. And she has... She was in the movie Click, mm-hmm. which also had David Hasselhoff, who cameoed in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which starred Chris Pratt, who he was co-starring alongside... Uh, Vincent Mafia and the new Jurassic World. Oh, Jurassic World. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there, there you go. go. So that's four? It's have four. you seen that Jurassic World 2 trailer? I think that might have happened while we were on hiatus. It, I have. It's uh, really bad looking. Like, yeah. surprisingly I, yeah. terrible. I feel the opposite. But also, I did not care for most of the other Jurassic World or Jurassic Park movies. Really? See, I, I grew up with the Jurassic Park movies and, like, I don't think the third one is very good. In fact, I think the third one is, like, best enjoyed as a bad movie mm-hmm. um but i feel like still i think it's much better than jurassic world like oh man yeah i'm, I'm just thinking about things about jurassic world right now jurassic I, world was just embarrassing i could uh i could turn that like and like entirely into its own podcast like uh, just of, every week you go on and talk about how disappointed you are by jurassic world <laughs> yeah in fact coming soon uh my podcast about how much i first. really didn't like jurassic world uh, yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio is in Jurassic World, and uh, I guess I like Vincent D'Onofrio a little bit in it, like, not his strongest. I felt like he put in a pretty standard, like, Vincent D'Onofrio-heavy kind of performance. Mm-hmm. He was great in Daredevil Season 1. He uh, was great in Daredevil Season 1. I don't particularly like that show, three. but I thought he was great. He's saying that in Season 3 he's going to be, you know, a big player again and just as bad, so I am excited for that. But this Jurassic World 2 trailer, so there was some talk about it being darker early on, that was like the buzz on the street, and I was Mm. like, and I started thinking, I'm like, maybe by darker people mean they're going to course correct for some of the tonal issues that the first one had, Mm -hmm. Um, but then this trailer came out and it appeared to just be doubling down on like every single aspect that I didn't like about the previous one. Yeah, Yeah, they're like, by darker we mean volcano. Yeah. <laughs> so I found. There you go. I thought personally that the volcano bit was almost like an allegory to the big, not the big bang, the asteroid that they say killed the dinosaurs. I feel like it's playing against that. Like this is the end of the dinosaurs or the people. Uh-huh. And so I think that it's darker is not maybe the word that would describe that. Maybe just bigger in scope. Yeah. And then they've got um, what's his face back? Uh, Goldblum. 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 But, yeah, um, just, just appeared to maybe. I'm guessing all of his scenes were shot in one day because <laughs> you only see him behind, you mm-hmm. know, 
like he's a little bit like the Vincent D'Onofrio in the room. He just like showed up for a job, didn't give his best, but he was there. I was gonna say, uh, like you were saying, like it's like the volcano represents like the end of it all. And uh, why does there have to be an end of it all? Isn't there a second island Park? still full of dinosaurs? By the way, yeah, it's like B. You mean? But yeah, I don't know. I think be, that's but... already like gone or something at this point. Yeah, maybe they'll but, explain uh, that. Here, here's my uh, thing about Jurassic Park. Why does it like? Uh, I'm the same way with a lot of things. Like, why does it have to go badly at all? Why can't they just have a nice time at the park? See yeah. some dinosaurs. You know, learn some things. Mm-hmm. Buy, spend too much money in the gift shop. And then, you know, be on their merry little way. Yeah, yeah. That, guys, that would be, like, the perfect Jurassic Park at this point. Guys, like, even the land before time had conflict, okay? It, it doesn't there, go well. There can be conflict, but maybe it's, like, in some <laughs> other way. Yeah, like, yeah. Maybe it's, like, you know, there's a, a family drama going on of this family that's on vacation at Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, the dad is, like, working too much, so he doesn't, like, get to see his kids. And then he, yeah. you know, finds a magic remote. Like, let's him maybe fast they go, like, stuff that's maybe they go a little bit deep into like the workings of the park. Like somebody's about to commit, like uh, you know, some kind of like uh, but crime. Be- but because of all the systems that they put in place due to the previous incidents, uh-huh. they apprehend the guy in security. Just like you know, yeah, takes care of him. The park and there's a on. there's a part where it's like you know maybe he's going to break out of security, but like no, he's just a dude that works at Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. He's not like a criminal mastermind. Yeah, and he could learn like a few lessons, you know, along the road. Like he makes a bunch of like emotional faces. What about like um? <laughs> so who's alive at the end of Jurassic Park? Like, <laughs> Welcome to Jurassic Park. The like podcast. which minor characters <laughs> yeah. are alive? Which minor characters? Are there's alive? not that many characters alive because there's just that one helicopter full, right? They should have one of just like the kids from Jurassic Park visiting the new Jurassic Park mm-hmm. and with just flashbacks like and yeah, and then reminiscing. Therapists are there with them. Yeah, yeah, reminiscing about like what happened last time. But they're like, I'm really glad to see that they've made so many safety improvements to the park. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like uh, maybe the the one kid like personally made them himself because he's like the one of the. The grandchildren, right? Of, I don't uh, think John he would Hammond. want to get involved in. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think Hammond is like completely out of the picture by the because isn't it like not even in Gen or something? I I don't even care enough to know. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> that was enough of our Jurassic Park minute. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, what happens in this minute? Which is oh, did we even intro the show? No. This is the Mystic Pizza minute. It's a podcast in which we go through the 1988 Julia Roberts vehicle, Mystic Pizza, one minute at a time, discussing each as we go. Having never seen it before. Yeah, that too. Still um, have not watched this entire movie. We're only a few minutes into halfway through. Yeah, yeah. I'm David Holford. I'm John Windsor. And with us today we have... Marshall Bruno. Thanks again, for Marshall, for uh, helping us out here. Yes. Marshall is back with his Six Degrees of John Legier. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a new segment. We'll just connect it's him totally to, like... It's six degrees uh, somebody to one of the stars of the movie every time. We Although, do, wouldn't we it just... We do that with Vincent D'Onofrio a lot. Yeah, kind of. Like, like, we um, are pretty interested in that man's career. We should uh, we should create an app called uh, Six Degrees of Vincent D'Onofrio. Mm. Where, like, you say a name into a phone. You say it, so it's like voice recognition. And then it gives you as well, many you don't have to know how to spell John Laguerre. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But if you can say it, we're at six degrees of John Laguerre. So uh, we're on minute 58. Uh, Windsor, would you like to walk us through this minute? Okay, so minute 58. They had stolen, you know, Bill's truck before. They drove it to the country club. Aretha Franklin was playing. And now they're at the country club in this minute. Mm-hmm. And they go and find a, um, like a, 
uh, what do you call that? Uh, like a golf cart. A row of golf carts. Yeah, there's like a row of golf carts. So these don't appear to be the ones that are like for guests. They all have like rakes and stuff on them. I'm guessing yeah. this is their like maintenance squad. Yeah, it's like the landscape squad. Which is there's a lot of them, so there must be a lot of land. I'm guessing. Yeah. So Daisy, Cat, and Jojo, uh, they have a six pack of uh, you know Miller Lite classics on them. I think it's just Miller Lite regular at the time. Right. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, they sit in this um, golf cart. It's like a maintenance golf cart. And I guess it's, uh, is it uh, Daisy who says, like, this is really the life or something? Yeah, they're kind of watching the people indoors dancing to this jazz music. I wonder if, the, was the music live, you think? Was there a band in there? I don't know. Did, you, did we, nobody look up the song that was playing? Nobody no, looked up the song. I was song. busy it, with the Jelly Gear nonsense. It might just be some, like, generic <laughs> party music that, uh, like, David McHugh thought up. Sure, yeah, maybe. For a country club scene. Yeah, so uh, they're all watching this, like, uh, country club party happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, like, you know, taking in the scene. And Daisy's like, man, this is really the life, isn't it? Like, talking about the uh, country club scene. Uh-huh, because they're, like, viewing it from the outside. It's like the classic, you know, orphan looking at the delicious dinner happening inside <laughs> the restaurant from outside kind of thing. Yeah, I was thinking, though, no, that's, that's not really the life, really. Especially if you're, like, a teenager, because... Uh-huh. I don't know. I've been to some country club parties, and they're just like uh, they're like kind of like weddings, uh-huh. open bar, yeah, yeah, like open bars, mm. and uh, those are boring. It's like what your uncles do. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know? So no, your Uncle Tom. I'm gonna say no, Daisy. That's not the life. Go, uh, go steal a truck. Oh, they already did. So uh, at one point. Uh, I think it was Daisy, it was either Daisy and JoJo. They're kind of interchangeably drunk at this point. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're like, I could really go for a cigarette. And then they light their cigarettes and then just immediately go dancing. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. done with them after. Like mm-hmm. a couple puffs. Yeah. Yeah, JoJo turns to Daisy and she's like, Do you want to do the chitterbug? Like she just asked her in this, I don't know. Like very JoJo sort jitterbug. of way. Yeah, in a very JoJo sort of way. So they get up and they start doing the jitterbug. Or what we can only assume is the jitterbug because we were all born, you know, we're all millennials. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, I didn't actually look it up, but uh, do you think they're actually doing the jitterbug? Is there a, is there a way to do the jitterbug? Yes. I would have to say yes. Or is it the is jitterbug a just a general feeling you get inside you that makes you dance a little, little, little wop? I think there's a general upbeat sort of dance associated with the jitterbug. Okay. So, yeah, what they're doing is they're, they're, they're kind of like holding hands at one point, and then they step away from each other and do like a, do like a shaky shake, mm. and then step in and hold hands again. And I guess that's the, jitter, the jitterbug. And then a big amount of tribadism right at the end. Yeah, I think JoJo actually jumps up and like mm-hmm. into her arms at one point. Yeah, she kind of wraps herself around her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the tribalism I'm talking about. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, now you guys, you get it now. Maybe. You don't usually hear the full word. No, people don't usually say that term. Yeah, well, I was thinking, uh, what if, like, uh, what if, like, you asked, like, uh, somebody who's about their age to do the jitterbug today? Like, what do you think, uh... That, like, I a, would say no, I don't know how. A teenager, like, maybe 19 years old would, like, respond oh, wow. if another teenager asked her, hey, do you want to do the jitterbug? I'm, like, like do, what they nowadays, know? in a modern version, this would be like, can can you teach me how to Dougie? Yeah. 
Like, yeah, what's the, what's the dance today that you would do besides well, the Not the Dougie, because that's like 10 years old itself. is from like 30 or 40 years prior, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. The Jitterbug is like a long-established thing. It would be like if somebody wanted to do the electric slide today. Mm. I think that's a pretty good example. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. I, uh, I always ask people at work, actually, if, I, if they want to do the electric slide. Right, and, and they probably yeah, know how to do the electric slide. Some of them don't, though, really. I had to, like, teach them. I don't. Uh-huh. So a lot of my shifts at work just... Is it the song that you dance the electric slide to just about teaching you how to do the electric slide? <laughs> uh, what, what is the song? No, uh, that's not... A lot of the lyrics that I, I think I know a lot of the lyrics. You, you know, you can't see it. It's electric. No, it's about electricity. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you can know it. It's electric. And you know it's there. Uh huh. I think it's about electricity. I think you're thinking of the cha-cha slide. That tells you what to do. There's a lot of dances where the accompanying song teaches you how to do it. Like, uh, what was the... There was that... Well, it's not really a dance, but there was that name song. Cotton Eye Joe. The name game. No. Uh, by Shirley Ellis. Mm-hmm. The name game Shirley, by Shirley, Shirley Ellis. Shirley uh-huh. fan of and, and they walk you... The entire song is just giving you, like, the stereo instructions, like... Yeah. description of how to like sing the song yeah it's a lot of shirley ellis songs yeah. she has this i think we might have already had this uh <laughs> conversation oh, it's on a, a perennial favorite on here on the show <laughs> on bands the a, podcast a conversation that comes up more than once <laughs> <laughs> yeah we totally had this conversation on bands the podcast already but yeah shirley ellis is like uh she's one of those making up dance uh you know singers mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of her songs consist of her just like general instructions on how to do the dance like she has this uh, song called the clapping song, which I really like, mm. and those are just some, like, really, um, really complicated lyrics in the clapping song. Like uh, at one point, you're like patting your partner on the back and like slapping his palm, and then he slaps you, and they <laughs> slap back twice. And I don't know. I love Shirley <laughs> Ellis. Go listen to Shirley Ellis, everybody. Yeah. And stop this podcast immediately. No, no, no. We got a couple more things here <laughs> that we want to cover. So first off, uh, it went with I went. Uh, so far un- unmentioned, but we, uh, Marshall, you noticed that in the window that they're looking through, Charlie is seated in the lower right hand side of like the. It. I'm not. I'm pretty sure it is. It did look like it. Yeah, at first we watched it and we were all kind of in agreement. No, we didn't see anybody. But then you, like, when we went back and we, we went, back we went again, through yeah. it, I'm pretty sure that's Charlie in the lower right. It goes unremarked upon. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm, yeah maybe you're not, like, uh, supposed to notice unless you're able to rewind it, you know, 10,000 times. Unless you're looking at each minute. Yeah, or maybe they, <laughs> they immediately followed up the filming of this scene with a scene where Charlie and, you know, Daisy are interacting in some way. I mean, exactly. might come Which out I still, interact. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I still think that's yeah. where this is probably going. Yeah, we were speculating in the last minute on what's going to be the uh, Charlie and Bill connection mm-hmm. because, uh, like, it's going to be, like, two worlds colliding. Like, they stole Bill's... I don't think that's likely they, to... They stole Bill's truck and took it to a country club where Charlie It would be is. interesting. Yeah, it would be interesting, but... Uh, but, uh, and then I have one other thing that I wanted to bring up, uh, which is not particularly related to this minute, so if anyone has anything more about this minute to say. Well, uh, is this uh, your mystic connection? Uh, no. Which is a segment of our show where we say something that's completely unrelated to mystic pizza. Okay. <laughs> and go well, on a rant I about. think that's just the re- all of our show is that, like, we should just change the name of our show to the mystic connection. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. Did anyone have something completely unrelated that they Fire wanted to bring trucks? up? No, but my mystic no, connection okay. from last uh, minute was uh, John Legear. So, yeah. Which we settled in this one. Yeah. Speaking of settling things, mm-hmm. you and I, Windsor, had a bet that just uh, ended 
over the new year. Yes, we did. And what was this bet? <laughs> it was to write a sequel to American Beauty <laughs> in like the, what was it, five or six months since the yeah, bet was made. Yeah, it was probably about five months, I would say. I uh, made a bet with Holford. It was a $50 bet, right? He was very sure that he could write a sequel to American Beauty. I was very sure that I could write a sequel to American Beauty. And I also still am very sure that I can write a sequel to American You're just Beauty. not good with deadlines. I'm just not good with deadlines. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> while I st- did start the uh, sequel to American Beauty, that's called American Beauty 2, I so far have not finished American Beauty 2. Have you 2. started? I have started, and man, I have like all of American Beauty 2 like in my head. Well, then let's hear it. And uh, would you guys like to hear the story? Uh, I would love I, to I hear. I just have a question first. Would you want to bring back in any way Kevin Spacey? You know, give uh, him a little. Well, no, no. The Kevin Spacey thing broke after this bet was made. Incidentally, exactly. Yeah. And um, thank God, nothing in American Beauty 2 has anything to do with Kevin Spacey. <laughs> so it still can be a wonderful movie. It might win Best Picture because American Beauty did, uh, and uh, there's no reason no why the Academy work. could see inside of Windsor's head. Exactly. So would you guys like to see inside of Windsor's head? And I would I'll, love to see I'll inside of the world yeah. of American Beauty 2. Yes. That big old melon. So it like starts out. It's like uh, it's like this pizza maker because uh, that's what uh, Holford said to me at one point. It would spark this entire thing. He was like, because uh, I was just telling him this story, and he was like, "Wow, Windsor, this sounds like American Beauty 2. So like American Beauty Two starts with this pizza maker, and uh, you know he's made, you know, and it has that like speech in the beginning that says like, "This is uh, my town. You know, these are the people I live with, <laughs> and all this stuff." And uh, I really should have just written American Beauty Two. <laughs> Well, really keep going, guys. You know, give us the but no, no, he's at elevator pitch. And, uh, like, it's a uh, long elevator. He's like, uh, you know, there's this new waitress, and he like falls in love with this waitress, and you know, it goes into those like cut scenes, like in American Beauty, where like the rose petals are falling, and it's like an all black background and stuff, and it's like this pizza maker and this waitress, uh-huh. and they're both wearing like the uniforms and stuff. So it's about a pizza place, basically, like mm. Mystic Pizza mm. is. This is the Mystic connection. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> So, yeah, but uh, he also has, like, this girlfriend that he lives with, and, like, they get in, like, these shouting matches all day long and stuff like that, like in American Beauty. Uh-huh. So it's, like, it follows a lot of the same, like, beats. Or, like, in John Windsor's life. <laughs> no, 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 I should say that this is completely a story of fiction. American <laughs> Beauty 2 has no likeness to anybody living or dead, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. The, uh, Absolutely. the, the main character's name is uh, Elroy. And, uh, uh-huh. is, uh, because like, the, uh, like Elroy, Elroy Jetson. Windsor. No, because the guy in the first one's name was Lester, so I had to give him this, like, weird offbeat American name. Uh, okay, and, I buy that. Uh, so, like, so he's in love with this waitress at work, but she's, like, really young and stuff, like, so it's, like, it's almost, like, a little bit questionable because, like, that kind of happened in the first American Beauty. Uh-huh, like, sure. He fell in love with, like, this 15-year-old or something, but she's not 15. I'm not, I'm taking it out of there. It's, like, it's legal, the, the love there. Like, he's, like, <laughs> he's, like, 30, she's, like, 20, let's say, something like that. Like, uh, cause he's not weird like the guy in the first American Beauty. He's like a little bit, a little bit more straightforward. Uh huh. But um, actually, he's not. He's a pizza maker. I think uh, Lester Burnham was like a, like an accountant or something. He was in some sort of like ill-defined office drone kind of capacity. Yeah. So Lester Burnham, he had like these ideas of uh, quitting his job and going to work at like a McDonald's or something. Uh-huh. And uh, to do that, he like possible. he like blackmails. So his in this boss one, for, like, he's like, I should get into insurance. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. In this one, he uh, he keeps threatening to quit his uh, pizza maker job to go work at a Toys R Us. Uh-huh. He's just like, I oh, swear, okay. I swear to God, I'm gonna go work at a Toys R Us one of these days. 
And like so, insurance company is to burger place what pizza place is to Toys R Us. To working at a Toys R Us. I gotcha. So, and, and American Beauty the first out. one, Lester Burnham, like blackmails his boss or something for sixty thousand uh-huh. dollars. And this one, American Beauty two, uh, this guy Elroy, he uh, he uh, blackmails his boss of this pizza place for a thousand dollars, and then he like <laughs> he gets out of there like, ha ha, I got a thousand dollars out of that guy. I'm gonna go work at a Toys R Us, <laughs> and then there's this, this whole montage of him like like walking around with like a Toys R Us vest, and he's just like you know like getting to know like his new coworkers like all really well and stuff. Like yeah, I'm, I'm totally running this Toys R Us. <laughs> but what's know? his what's his uh, position there? Uh, he's like assistant manager or something. Okay, okay, he, kind of like how you were assistant manager at a Toys, at a R, Toys R Us. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I write from experience, people. Okay, all right. I, just, I, I write what I know. It's, making some mystic connections it's, uh, here. It's like, you know, gonzo journalism. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> but, uh, it's exactly like So anyway, but now he's like, got all this confidence and stuff because he's like running this Toys R Us. So he goes and calls that waitress that he used to work with at the pizza place. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, yo, let's go to this party and stuff. And like, uh, so he takes this like really young girl to this like, you know. Real young? Well, yeah, she's like she's pretty like, young. She's like, like she's you know, in college 13, or something. 14. No, no, she's not. She's like twenty, but she's not old enough to drink yet. Uh-huh. So he takes her to this like party where everybody's drinking and stuff. Uh huh. Because you know like, you can't get booze at college. People are starting to like yeah, exactly. People are yeah. Well, it's like a college party. Maybe it's like a party that like she took him to or something. Like they they go to this party. Okay, is the point. And like they take a bunch of like Molly and stuff, and they like start dancing Whoa. and shit. And, like, things are getting all weird and wild. And, like, she takes him upstairs. And, like, uh, that, um, what's that song from the first one that starts playing when uh, Lester's about to have sex with that 15-year-old? Uh, it's by, like, Annie Lennox. And it's been it's, a while uh, since I saw it. It's I, a Neil Young song. Know the song I can't And uh, so that song, that same song starts playing. And this is the moment where you're supposed to be like, oh, my God, American Beauty 2. Like, they're playing that same Annie Lennox song uh-huh. that was playing when... when Kevin Spacey's gonna bang a 15 year old so it's playing again when this like pizza maker is about to bang this waitress or now he works at Toys R Us but like they're all like real wasted and stuff at the same time so they like start going at it on this bed upstairs at this party but like she falls asleep and he's like oh shit like oh she fell asleep what am I supposed to do like I can't wake her up like, what do you do in that situation if you're at a party? Probably not have sex with them. Well, yeah, that's definitely, be, definitely not have sex one. with them. Like, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't do that. So, like, what he does is he, like, tucks her in and stuff, and he's just like, sorry, like, I'm going to go downstairs now. So he goes downstairs, but as he's walking down the stairs, you see, like, another shadowy figure, like, behind him. Uh-oh. And uh, he enters the room, but Elroy doesn't notice. Oh. And he goes back downstairs to the party. And stuff, and he's just like sitting there, like kind of like not enjoying the party anymore. He's like a little bummed out. He's like, "Oh shit, I just want to leave now." And he's got this girl upstairs that's asleep, but he's probably just gonna like leave her there if she's gonna keep sleeping. But then he hears like a scream, and like a guy runs down the stairs and like bolts it from the party. Yeah. And like he goes upstairs to see what's going on, and the girl comes out and she's like crying, and he's like, "What the hell happened?" And she's like, "I thought he was you and stuff, and like we were doing it." And then I realized I didn't know who he was. <laughs> and then I started screaming. And he's like, oh, shit. And then, like, dawns on him, like, I brought this young girl to this party. And she got raped. And she got raped. So, like, the next shot is them, like, is him, like, driving her home. And they're not talking to each other. And she, like, gets out of the car. And it's, like, raining. 
And he gets out of the car and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, what are we supposed to do about this? And she's like, ah, don't worry about it. Probably go to the police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They talked about going to the police and stuff for like, but she's like, don't worry about it. I just want to go home and go to sleep. And he's like, well, you know, I feel like I should do something about this. And she's like, nope, just like, leave me alone. And he's like, ah, shit. So then he goes back home and he's like, he like gets back together with like the, the girl that he was already with. And he's at the Toys R Us, and life's just, like, kind of normal. Like, he's starting to hate the Toys R Us a little bit. Uh-huh. It's just, like, another job. And he's like, oh, well, this is, you know, life as usual. Blah, blah, blah. And then, like, at the end, he, like, goes to this bar and stuff, and he's just having, like, a typical time at this bar with his, like, new boring life. Like, la, 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 you know, at the bar. He goes outside to smoke a cigarette, and he sees this guy out there who's wearing the same hat as the guy from, like, couple weeks prior. Uh-huh. So, like, a Yankees that, like, cap uh, or something? That, like, yeah, yeah, because this guy has, like, a red cap on because, like, mm. the color red in American Beauty is, like, a, like a big thing. You a signifier. Know? Yeah, there's, like, a lot of, like, red signifiers, which is pretty dumb, but it's, like, you gotta use it if you're writing the American Beauty sequel. Sure. So, he sees this guy in the red cap, and he's like, I think that's the guy who raped my friend. Mm. So, he's all drunk at this point, and he's like, I'm gonna go, like, confront this guy. And the guy starts, like, walking away, like, on his own way home. And he's, like, he's, like, they're, like, in a back alley or something. And he's, like, yay. Hey. He, like, walks up to him and he's, like, you raped my friend, you asshole. And the guy's, like, well, what are you got to do about it? And he's, like, well, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to call the cops or something. And they start, like, tussling and stuff. And, like, the guy stabs him and then, like, runs away real quick. And Elroy's just standing there and he's got the stab wound. And he's, like, oh, shit. Like, ah. Uh, he lays down on the ground. And then it's like a voiceover again, like in the beginning. And he's like uh, talking about his life and stuff. And like like in The Last American Beauty, like what he remembered and what he thought was good. And it's like, you know, a montage of like him and his girlfriend and stuff, like happy and like their first like encounter or something, which was at like this Halloween party. And like, uh, I forget what costumes they were wearing. But then it like, yeah, it ends with like a shot of him like bleeding on the ground in this alleyway. And it ends on a shot of, like, him and his girlfriend meeting at a party. And then American Beauty 2. Yes. A movie by John Windsor. A movie by John Windsor. Great. Cool. Where's my $50? I don't have your $50, but uh, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, get it. I'll give it to you at some point. At some point? As this in, $50 like... $50 will happen. This will be the new bet. I'll give you $50 before the end of this podcast. Before the end of this podcast? Like no, no, no. The entire one. Well, I'll probably give it to you in a few weeks. Whatever. <laughs> I get paid on Wednesday, so I'll have 50 bucks for you on Wednesday. We should make a new bet now that this one's completed. What mm. happened to the Game of Thrones bet? Uh, I won. Yeah, yeah, you won that. We already paid Because that was that. a stupid bet. So, um, Mystic Pizza Minute uh, Money Toll is uh, 100 now. 100. I yeah. have owed you 100 movies. We uh, did have an outstanding bet about the casting of the... 2016 election movie yeah. who was going to play Trump, but it sounds like that movie actually got canceled because yeah, so one that of the might producers be like a little bit more of a long term bet got caught in this sexual harassment storm that's still ongoing. Yeah, yeah, the writer of the book that it's based on. Right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so uh, that's a little bit more of an ongoing. Let's just say on that, like the very first Trump movie, like official Trump movie that comes out. Official Trump movie. Yeah, but it, you know, let's say if some if one comes on Lifetime or something too, that that that, that works. Okay. Okay. 
A movie gets made and released. A movie gets made and released about Donald Trump. That counts. Whoever plays him in that. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's got to be one that has some star power in it, right? Yeah. In I, order for yeah, it to... But I think like, Vincent D'Onofrio can, like, traverse, like, lines like that if he wants to. Sure, yeah. No, I guess I could see he him could being totally in a Lifetime be, movie. He could be in a Lifetime movie he if he totally wanted. Be in a Lifetime movie. John Goodman's less likely to be in a Lifetime movie, unfortunately, for my... Yeah, for my side of that bet. That's not to say one's better than the other, but it's just how they work. Yeah, you know the job, the job also. Well, uh, anyway, uh, I think that's going to just about do it for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we outro this? That was the Mystic Pizza Minute. <laughs> our editor is Steve, and our uh, music guy is Paul. And Marshall Bruno came back. Thank you, Marshall. And we had a good time. And we had a very good time. Hope you did too. Thanks, Thanks. audience. Bye. Bye.